This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Say Jesus is Lord. Amen. If you believe it, say very loud, Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read a place from the Bible, and we talk briefly tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, let's read. The book of Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verse 14. Ephesians 4, 14, the Bible says that we henceforth, that means there is a time is permitted, but not anymore, being no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. But what I want to bring out, the Bible said that the henceforth will be no more children. Okay. Uh, Galatians chapter 4. I want to read. So I want to talk about growing up spiritually tonight. Galatians chapter 4. Verse 1. That's another very important scripture. That's why the Bible said that, that we henceforth be no more children. There is a reason why God doesn't want it to be. You are supposed to be a child forever. And the reason is this, now I say that the here, as long as it's a child, differed nothing from a servant, though this latter part makes it very painful, though he be Lord of all. Alright? That means, <laughs> a child, when he's small, that's what the Bible is saying, is not different from a servant. Even though everything belongs to him. So when I was growing up, we had housemaid that used to beat me. But I was the lord of the house. She would tell me when to have my bath. And while beating me in the, and, and, and the bedroom at times, she would give me some slaps. Because I was a child, I practically owned the house in that sense. But you see, when I started growing, so I feared those maids. There were times that they would beat me and they would say, if you tell mommy, and I dare not say it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to. Because there will be extra beating. <laughs> but you see, the maid was not the problem. All I needed to do was just to grow. So the more I started growing the more I started putting her in her place. So a time came, I could tell the maid, go to your room now. Now the master of the house is talking. Many of the things that Christians are praying about, uh, many of the challenges that they think they have, are no challenges at all. It is because you are a child and you are like a servant. Are you following me. Another very good example. Do you know, I hope you actually know this is true, that when you buy a cat, and the cat is very small, some of the notorious rats in the house can even challenge the cat. Have you seen that before? The cat will be afraid of the big boys. Rats who have made themselves lords of the house. But a time comes, the, rat, the, the cat grows to a level. 
And he knows that by divine arrangement, they are supposed to run away from me, not me from them. But when the cat is small, some rats will chance the cat. This is what Apostle Paul is saying. This, I said it just to let you know that the spiritual growth should be the priority of every Christian. And the Bible is saying that everything that Jesus has purchased, everything that Jesus has paid for, everything that Jesus is, belongs to a Christian, but it will benefit you nothing if you are not growing. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Under a normal situation, the father, your father, does not have a problem with you driving his car. But at a certain level, you can't be in primary one and be telling your parents that I want to drive your car out. There's nothing wrong with your parents. There's nothing wrong with your request. But your age cannot carry what you're asking for. Are you following me? And if they are good parents, they are going to tell you, you are just 10, you cannot drive. Because you and the car might never come back. But when you are 19 and your parents are not African parents, then the car belongs to you. Anytime they are not using it, you can drive it out. But no matter how much they love you, if you remain a baby, they cannot give you the key to the car. Otherwise, they are playing a serious risk. Is that understood? So that made Apostle Paul to say that there will henceforth be no more children. Life at this little stage is boring. Circumstance of life will chance you. You will think that the forces of darkness are strong, but you will not know that they are not strong. It's just that you are not growing. So this makes spiritual growth very important. That we henceforth be no more children. They are tossed to and fro by every wind. And then they don't, they don't, they are not different from a servant, even though they are lots of all. So that is why we are talking about this. Many of the prayers that people pray, they are just there. Our answers are there at a certain level. We just need to grow to that level. So let's look at this, which I want to read. That Ephesians 4, verse 15. The Bible is always showing us what to do and how to do it. So, I'm looking for how to couple this with worship on Sunday, but we're going to continue. Are you there? The Bible says, this is showing us how to grow, but speaking the truth in love. What's the next thing? So, if from this verse, somebody asks you, okay, you are saying spiritual growth is important. How do I grow? How? Is the answer very direct? The Bible says, speaking the truth in love may grow into him. Who is that him there? We grow to become like Christ as we speak the truth in love. Now, if you want to be a very good student of the Bible, and you want the word of God to teach and identify you, then you should come up with another question. So, what is the truth? If what grows me spiritually speaking the truth, <laughs> what the Bible is saying there is not that you are saying the truth that you see, no be me still am. <laughs> now it's important to speak those truths. Okay, did you go out? Yes, I went out. But that's not what the Bible is talking about. Because you need to let the Bible explain the Bible. So what is the truth? John seventeen seventeen shows you what the Bible is talking about. 
Amen. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. John 17, the Bible said that, John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy worth. So what is the truth? So speaking the truth in love. What the Bible is saying is that speaking the word of God in love. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. You can determine the level of civilization, the advancement of any nation per time by two things. Their communi- means of communication and their means of transportation. These are the two things. They quickly show you how advanced a nation is. So when you say a village, you don't see planes there. You don't really see computers. And then when you say, you know, um, for instance, <laughs> when we get to our airports, all kinds of people standing, plus heat, plus many things going on. The heat at the airport tells you the heat in the country. And all those things. But when you are at some other airports, <laughs> many of you have been to several ones that your body, you just put your passport on a machine and it prints out your boarding pass. Nobody's talking to you and you're not talking to anybody. Have you seen that before? Many of you that have traveled around, you've seen that before, but definitely you didn't see that here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Your dial, it goes straight. And then your dial here. One phone is in your hand, the other one is here. And it's saying that the number you are trying to reach, even in your hand. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? When you look at, now, in Tokyo, all these very advanced nations, their transportation system is very sophisticated. And it's because of their level of development. As a matter of fact, you can almost tell how developed a nation is by looking at the major airports of that nation. Once you come down to the country, you don't need to move around the country to now develop their, check their airports. It speaks for itself. Are you with me? So you know the state of our airport. Nigeria is full of very well developed people, but the country itself is not developed. That's why you can't keep quiet anymore. But then, anyway, that's, it's not a political rally. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Is somebody with me? So Nigerians are about the most brilliant, one of the most brilliant people on the face of the earth. It's very true. That's why we go do masters there and we clear all the results there. It's always, Nigerians are very brilliant. When they give us assignment, but they don't know why we pass so cheap. They don't know that we read there with mosquito, where there's no light, and we, still, and we must pass. When I was in UI, you are high on it, you are cooking beans and you are reading. And you have to learn how to do the three together. Something tells you to put the beans on fire first. Iron water. I used to do that. You are ironing, cooking, and listening to a message at the same time. When you now go to a place where you are not cooking beans, you are not there, why wouldn't the book enter your head? And then when lecturers over there try to make you understand, why here they try to make you not to understand? You take the first lecture, somebody is telling you that uh, uh, Andre Ibu took you last session. I'm glad to tell you that 50 of them failed. I'm glad to tell you. That means he's telling you that half of you should prepare for failure again. Well, we've seen all those things. So when you now get to a place where things are working, why won't you pass? I told a friend of mine wrote one exam abroad like that, that they, you were allowed because kind of essay. If they forgot a point, they will go out to check the textbook and they will come back. I said, I won't read for that exam. <laughs> no need for reading. I, and you could go about three times to so check. That's all I say. 
when something when there is nothing wrong with my brain. <laughs> Ninety-eight straight. I can go out three times to check. <laughs> I worried. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you are you are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mm, let's go back. See, they think making it difficult for students to pass will develop the student. It is wrong. Americans have been able to prove that making it easy for people to pass will build confidence in them and they can face life. With all our difficult things that we through in school, how many inventions, how many things have we invented? And without they are making it easy, the outcome, they are always ahead of us. Our people should think. You know, there's a way you think things should go. But except to evaluate very well that something is wrong with this system. Hallelujah. When you make life difficult for those who are following you, your house, your people around, those who you are paying, they too will grow up and make life difficult for those who will follow them. And the cycle continues like that. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? So, <laughs> hallelujah. You can know by looking at their So, I want to talk about something very important. I want to talk about five things that you need to do to develop yourself spiritually. Now, there are many people in church, when I say church all over the world, who have given their hearts to Christ for many years, but they are not growing spiritually. Now, it is not that many people don't want to grow, they do not know how to grow. As I am standing before you now, imagine myself standing before the entire Christian body in Nigeria, as many people that... Okay, sorry, can somebody tell me how to grow spiritually? People don't really know. So I showed you the first one. I'm going to talk about that in a while. Because, listen, your spirituality, that's why we started with the first one, which is about the most important. You can determine, you can detect, you can actually know how deep somebody is spiritually by listening to their conversation. James chapter 3. Let's read something very powerful from there. Is somebody following me? Praise the Lord. I'm about to say some very important things to us tonight. Praise the Lord. Because years that you have been in the church, they don't, those years don't guarantee that you are growing spiritually. That I'm an usher. What that does, serving the house of God... It provides an opportunity to grow, but it does not grow you by itself. Are you with me? So that I'm one of the greatest welcoming people in does not necessarily do anything to my spirit, man. It does not make me walk in high authority spiritually. So, the Bible says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we all receive greater condemnation. Yeah, that's true. For in many things we offend. This is where I'm going. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able to bind the whole body. What's the meaning of this? If any man, if your conversation is perfect, you are a perfect man. Because spirituality is measured by what you say. So Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, if we start from verse 10, he said, When I was a child, let's see 1 Corinthians 13. I want to show you something. Hallelujah. And then we look at those five points very quickly. 1 Corinthians 13, around verse 10. 
Verse 10. Go to 10. But when that which is perfect is come, that word perfect we read about is being repeated again, that which is in part shall be done away. Next verse. When I was a child, I spake. How you recognize a child spiritually is the same thing on earth. There are things that when you understand how they operate on earth, you understand the operations of heaven. How they also recognize, one day the Lord said to me, you are identified in the spirit realm, both by demons and angels, by the words that you speak. In 2 Corinthians, Apostle Paul said he was taken to third heaven, and he said he heard words that were not lawful for man's water. Communication is in categories. How do I explain this? Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians, so 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's start from verse 4. Are you following me? When I was a child, I spoke as a boy. He said, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It started with when I was a child. Go back, go back to that verse. We come back to we come back here. Are you are you following me tonight? Praise the Lord. When I was a child, it started with the first thing that every Christian should pay attention to. I speak as a child. Then they follow with the next one. When you speak as a spiritual baby, your understanding will follow. You become a child in understanding. And the next thing I will follow is that your thoughts, which will govern your action, will be like a child. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You begin to understand why words are very important to God. First Corinthians uh, chapter, sorry, uh, First Corinthians chapter two, chapter two. Let's read from verse four thereabouts. Hallelujah. Are you following me? He said, "My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and of the power of God, so that your faith will not stand with wisdom of men, but in the power of God." Verse six. How be it? He said, in certain places, he was talking about babies. I am trying not to be eloquent. He said, I'm talking so that your faith will not be in the wisdom but in the power of God. He now said, notwithstanding, we speak wisdom among them that are... Everybody say, speak. Say it again. You would think that wisdom is something you think. But the Bible says, we speak wisdom. Among them that are perfect... Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to nothing. Now, next verse. But we speak the wisdom of God in... Somebody said, uh, say, esoteric language. Paul said, when I am among the matured one, we speak. What we speak is called depth of wisdom. When God gave them the law in Deuteronomy, He told Moses that, tell them to obey the law. He said, for this is thy wisdom. According to God's word, wisdom is not that which you think is the word of God in your mouth. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. In becoming a spiritual man, or in identifying a spiritual man, a spiritual man has a way of talking. It is called speaking wisdom, and it is equal to speaking the word of God. A spiritual man is a man whose conversation reflects what is written at all times. Can I hear amen? Are you with me? Listen to me. 
there is so much glory you will walk in. When you begin to substitute all your words for the word of God. All of a sudden, you can't, or anything that resembles can't. People, th- they will think you are proud. You need to go and watch how Jesus spoke. When he said, destroy this temple and in three days I will build it. The Pharisees were offended. Everyone is pleased when you talk strength, when you talk glory, when you talk power. Everyone is displeased when you talk weakness. Listen to me, and I'm going to tell you this. I've never heard this one from anybody before. One day, I was having a fellowship with the Lord, and he said to me clearly, and I took my Bible, when he speaks, you have to write it down. And he said that, if, he said, what, any issue around you, you empower them, where you speak about them. For the power is in the word of your mouth. He said, when I said, then he explained from this, when I, he, said, he said, when I said in my word to my people, that looking, for we look not at the things which are seen, for they are temporal, but we look at the things that are not seen. He said, how to take your attention away from things that are seen. Because when you take your eyes, the Bible said, we look not at the things that are seen, and then they become temporal. This is very important. That's when he said, chapter, chapter 3, verse 18. Let's read that place again. I want to explain something from there. Are you following me? Is somebody hearing me tonight? Praise the Lord. See, I will tell you the five point now, but number four, this is why Bible study is important. Mm. As the Bible says, I let the word of God dwell in you richly. It said, uh, uh, what, what verse is that? No, go back to verse 16. Why we look now at this? Is it chapter 4, verse 16? Go to 2 Corinthians 4. 4. Why is the scripture? No. Why we look not at the things which, which we see? Is it 4 18? Okay, 18. Thank you. Hallelujah. I just remember. He told me a while ago, and I want to call attention to this. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are worth. See, there is a very strong equation here. Oh Lord Jesus, help us to get this. I got away from lack this way and every other thing. I remember I will fast seven days. I'll be praying. Why praying? It will look like we will be twenty. We'll be we're just about eleven, twelve. Then it will look like we'll be fifteen church, and I will come. We'll be seven. <laughs> Why we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen? You know that you can't look at two things at the same time, especially if they are in opposite directions. <laughs> Your eyes must cross them. It's impossible. So look at two things when they're in opposite direction. So there is something hanging there and there is something hanging there. Now the Bible started with the negative one. We don't look at the things that are seen. So there's something here, but you don't like it. The Bible is telling you that take your eyes off it, create a picture from the word of God of what you, we will talk about this, or this is powerful, what you love to see. Here, by implication, the next thing we follow which are not for the things which are seen are temporal. The moment your eyes is turned off the things that are seen, and you look away, it dies off in no time. 
you begin to understand when they were beaten by serpents. They were told to look at the cross. That is illogical. If something bites you, you look at the place. But the Bible said that when you are beaten, you look at the cross. He said, why? Because if you look away from the spot of the biting, the bite and the poison will go. If you look at it, it will expand. Are you following me? Why we look at the things which are not so? The power, this is what the Lord said to me. What keeps, are you following me? What keeps that thing there that is making that issue your life to last is because find out, go and check. From time to time you talk about it and you give attention to it. It might even be that you are talking about it to pastors. If the subject, for instance, I don't have a child, I'm trusting God for a child. If you let it keep repeating itself in your conversation, your words is giving life to that situation and it's staying. But the Bible says, this is why Are you hearing me? This is why <laughs> when you turn away, this is why what I'm saying is, this is why Paul said that we speak wisdom among them that are mature. It's a higher vocabulary. That means, instead of me talking around what is missing, I will turn my attention. So we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. What am I looking for? A child. My conversation will be filled with, I see my, I did this and I have to, I see my children. You are calling their names. That was what God did to Abraham. That he moved the name from Abraham to Abraham. He shifted his attention to a father who had nothing, to the father of nations. So when everything around him started saying you are a father of nations, that picture of barrenness died. And the reality of this one was created. If a Christian is broke, you are broke. And all your conversion is around the fact that I can't afford. I can't pay the rent. They are doing this and that. You give life to that spirit of poverty. You are looking at the things that are seen. What you are seeing is that I, your bank account is empty. And this one is said, And a few so Ah, men and brethren, there is life and power in this thing. Be deep with your word. That's what the Bible says in Isaiah 8. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak according, not according to his word, it's because there is no light in them. This is the hardest part for carnal Christians. Are they Am I you saying I should not talk about, let's be realistic. I have found out. Those who are realistic don't get anything done. If we were realistic, we wouldn't set up these tents. Because we didn't have one tenth of the money. If we were realistic, listen to me. Don't cut your quote according to your size. Cut your quote according to your vision. If there are materials left, sew another clothes with it. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you following me? You know, there are statements that people have made and they condition people. One of the most powerful things that you engage yourself in is to use the power of your vision. God saw where Abraham was. He said, look from where you are. Not look at where you are. Look from where you are. At a level of 10 era, you can be looking at 1 million. If it fills your imagination, after a while, you'll be transported from 10 era to 1 million. Don't look at where you are. Look from where you are. Those who don't understand Bible language, when they hear preachers, they get angry. And they're angry for nothing. Because as poor as Nigeria is, it's not touching some churches. Hope you know. Instead of people to believe, they get angry the more. They call them names. Can't you see? 
the only place that whites come to in Nigeria and they trip are some churches that are here and they are finer than the auditorium there. It shows that the Holy Ghost is universal. Whether black or white, if you have it, for three years, about seven or eight years ago, Pastor Yakilome won the best TV production on TBN, America. Benin is on TBN. Careful, is on TBN. Pastor Chris won the best TV. And everything was being done in Oregon here. Excellent spirit is not a local thing. So it's not in America. This is why I'm telling you this. Instead of you to get angry with those who have it, begin to operate in it. Whatever business you are doing will become universal. Computer is turning the world to a global place. Your competitors are no more in your environment in Nigeria. Your competitors are in America. You know, now, now, many times, many things we buy now we can eat. I was talking to, there's a guy on this touring street, a boutique where I normally, I think I bought this shoe from. I normally buy things from the guy. And I told her, you are not on WhatsApp. You are not on Facebook. Because I bought a shoe from him for 20K. I, I sat in my office one day and I saw the shoe being advertised for 48. The same shoe. You know, to test, I share was there. I called the guy. I said, bring this to and he brought it. I showed it. It's the same thing. So I gave him 1,000 back, delivery money. I said, I'm not buying. So I already have it. What I got, I told the guy in Tony, I said, why are you doing this to yourself? I said, you have very beautiful shoes. You are waiting for customers to come. The world is changing. Put it on Facebook from 20 to 35. They will rush it because that's what I sell it for 48. So he collected the phone from me and looked at it. He was shocked. All the shoes advertised that they were in the shop. But no publicity. He's waiting for people to come to his shop and knock. People don't have that kind of time again. Everything is in our little phone with us here now. Everything. You know, if you need a diploma, you can actually get it on your phone. Everything. So if you are not on the phone, you are not anywhere. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. I feel sorry for the mechanic who could only repair that soon. That soon and no more. And I learned from things. I told you, I felt with him. One of the cab drivers here, there are cars parking at the front of the church. He came to talk to me. He said, he said Uber are taking our profits. He said, where we used to make, he mentioned a certain amount per month. They are making about one-fifth of the same amount now. He said, all our customers now that will call us on phone, rather than call us on phone, they will just, and then the cab is coming, the one with AC. It is the reason, I've told you, I love what Apostle Man said, that poverty is not why we hate, but it is because of the effect of it. Whatever you are doing, once somebody arrives with capital in a massive way, it can rubbish what you are doing. You are managing to sell you God and you are distributing from house to house. Somebody comes with real capital, he puts offices on every street and they are distributing. That's the end of your business. Can't you see the way the place and all those interests are driving away Buka? What are they doing? They brought Buka experience into AC place with flat screen. Many of you, because you will not tie, you will not want to go to Buka, real Buka. But you know that the Buka food, they are sweeter than the interests we used to have there. So somebody combined the wisdom. Now, okay, they want local food. Nigerians like local food. But you go to an interest so you both food they are giving you. So somebody combined or you bought atmosphere, but put a local food, a foreign row. The last time I went to, one day I was talking from, I went to Prince somewhere, now coming to GRA. So we branched at the place GRA, we killed to the door. I said to myself, what am I doing? 
And I, I don't say this to be little. And I passed by Barcelos on the same street. I did join GRA. Nobody there. Socialization empty on the same street. But I remember that seven years ago or nine years ago, I've been in Socialization until five minutes to twelve before waiting for somebody. They were still selling customers. There was no place then. If you don't have the flexibility to adjust, you will miss. One thing I love the Bible is that it, it, it applies in all areas. But the moment you start with, they mention this, you are angry. You are just angry with everybody that is successful. Then you are shutting the door. You know, there are people that they are just angry. You see them on Facebook, they are angry. They believe everybody is responsible for their predicaments. What a life. Hallelujah. So there, there's, no, there's no young man, no young man that is 30. Who has money that's not Yahoo Yahoo? Really? Bele? When Buton, they want to make, they want to feel good about their poverty. Yeah, there are thieves. There are people who cheat other people. But there are people who are making clean money. Drive to VI and see some clean CEOs. Tell well, their father must it's not all of them that their father stole money. When I was in school, there was a guy that was doing security. They started from, we all knew his story. And he had money. He was one sponsoring his brother. He was paying his elder brother's school fees in school. Yes. And as at 300 level, we used to go and stay in the, the highest school to Sheraton. 300 level. So that's, that's, that's. The best programming, programmer in UI there was a pharmacy student inside UI also. I was there like they were on the same floor when he went to buy a flashy car, right before our eyes. He wrote program language for police, 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 and police paid him 150,000. That time, which would be like paying somebody 1 million now. He's in university, a pharmacy student. So don't, don't, don't listen to all those rubbish. That some people are putting into it. You know, I need to talk tough to some people because what you are listening to is programming you for failure. You are listening to those who keep telling you that every rich person is a thief. Then don't expect prosperity. I told you before in this church, I love the way a man said it to somebody. I mean, they were, they were in Bible Saloon and a boy packed a Range Rover Sport. He wanted to buy. He now went to buy some. The man just said, see them, yahoo, yahoo. He was talking to his friend, but his friend had wisdom to two elderly men. His friend just said that, Dewale, your son is in Abuja. And I can remember, it's about the age of this boy. So you mean you are saying two things. That number one, Debola can never, Dewale can never prosper. As he say, like this guy. And if by mistake he prosper, if we see him, we should conclude that it's Yahoo, Yahoo. Then his friends came back. And the man said, and then his friend told that you don't even know the boy. You don't even know whether it's his father's car. He has not said anything. He came out from a car, he went to buy something, and you have concluded what a mentality. You see, you see it in Okada riders also. Once they see a woman driving, they say, Ashewu. Have you noticed? When they, anything is anger. It's terrible. A woman is driving the car. You don't know who she is. You don't know anything. You're almost hitting her. She's telling you that. Why are you driving like this? So get, get, get away. Get away. Ashewu. We know where you got it from. <laughs> Frustration is terrible. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why we look not at the things? Say what the word says. And your life will be radically transformed. Say what the word says. And your life will be radically transformed. We are going to look at this on Sunday. So what are the five things? Number one, to grow spiritually. You need the knowledge of the Word of God. Write it down. You must know what the Bible says to be able to say it at all. Knowledge of the Word of God. 
Now I'm using the word knowledge. Now knowledge. As is you must know. That's the starting point. You must know. Scriptures. You must know. Hallelujah. Where is Isaiah 8? Is it what verse now? The Bible said that to the land to the testimony. Is it Isaiah 8, 22? If they speak not according to his word, it's because there's no light in them. Isaiah 8, what verse? 20. Thank you. I just remember that, that, that scripture. Let's read. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no... You can measure the amount, amount of light in a Christian life by watching how they talk. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody sees a bill and he says, how do I pay? Someone else sees the bill and he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. This bill is paid. This one that is talking second time, repeatedly, after a while, it will be too small for him, that bill. Somebody sees an apartment, four bedroom, oh, wow, ah, this one is too much, I can't pay. Somebody sees it and they say, in the name of Jesus Christ, all grace are bound towards me. What is your response to anything standing before you? Hallelujah. Somebody, you are sick, it says, in the name of Jesus. Even though it's at the hospital, even though it's taking medication, but his words are still like, I am healthy. You might think nothing is happening that is swallowing drugs. That might be the last drug you will swallow. But what is talking that you know, I don't know what is wrong with me and I don't know. That's why you have to change your conversation. So you must have the knowledge of the word. As had a need, or probably you still appear to be having a need. I'm speaking to you the way out. God's word has the ability to create. Amen. Hallelujah. That time, after fasting and praying, 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 and I will expect on Sunday and there will be few and I will go home depressed. Then this word appeared to me. Take your eyes off who is coming and who is not coming. And then see. See the church. See the people. When I started seeing that second way, then one day a vision appeared to me. Are you planning, are you desiring to see a vision? The first and the foremost of all visions is the word of God forming a picture in your heart. When you draw, when you meditate long enough on that, you can see a real vision. Are you following what I'm saying? The word of God is a real vision. But you can see a vision in the sense that people understand a vision to be. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. And he said to me, also, you are giving life, keeping the people, keeping the child from growing, by looking at the father is not growing. Take your eyes off. And this principle applies to everything. Don't look at your family right now. So you know, you must know. You must have the knowledge of the word. The second thing is close to the word also. You must meditate on the word. And on Sunday we expand on this. Knowledge itself will not make you great. But it is a starting point. You must know. When you know those scriptures and you give attention to some of those scriptures, that is what is called meditation. You give attention to it. The word of God that you keep in your heart and you are meditating on will become what you see in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. No matter what. I remember when I went for Southwest Convention last year, the white woman, Pastor Rex, my friend, introduced the woman to me. So we sat down to eat after the um, morning session. And here she sat before me and she was telling me, I was told that they showed her on TV and also how she beat cancer hands down. And I asked her, Madam, how did you do? He said, the word of God. 
terminal at terminal level. The doctor gave her three weeks more to live and to die. Her hair falling off, advanced state of cancer. But here she sat before me, perfectly healthy. That's TBN had to invite her and share her testimony. And she said the word. She looked away from the cancer and locked the word. The one person about you shared, HIV negative, uh, positive, turning negative, which her husband knew about. And they started praying to God. She shot us. When you give her, they meditate on the word. That's why the Bible said that meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly unto them. That thy profiting. And that's 1 Timothy 4.15. Let me see. 1 Timothy 4.15. I think so. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah, that's what the Bible said. That meditate upon these things. Give thyself. That means get lost with it. That's you know, give yourself, will abandon yourself. Let it be what has dominated your thinking. He said, your profiting will appear to all. Everybody will see it, that you are making progress. Your profiting, the result will be obvious to everybody. That's what the Bible is saying. Hallelujah. The third thing is praying in tongues. Of course, you know, the Bible says, building up on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. So, to grow spiritually, knowledge of the word, meditating on the word, Praying in tongues vigorously. Hallelujah. Oh, there is a glory in the way we lift up our hands and we are praying in tongues. You do something to your spirit, man. Hallelujah. And the fourth one, we are going to expand on it or maybe on Sunday. The fourth one is to be speaking, which I started with speaking the word of God. Every day, you can start with five minutes. Create a moment. Now, there are moments you pray. I know all of you pray. Can you also add to your prayer? A time that you just sit down and you are just saying what the Bible says about you. Arise and shine. I'm, I'm. My light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon me. I am the light of the world. A city set on the hill. And rejoice as you are saying it. I am set on the hill. So my life can't be <laughs> boring. I give light to others. I shine. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. Stand. You know what it means. 3 a.m. in your room. You are just walking up and down your room. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In this Nigeria, I shall not want. Angels are dancing over you when you are talking. You are giving them something to walk with. Hallelujah. I live my days in hell. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm like a tree planted by the riverside. I breathe. I am fruitful. There is nothing in me that is unproductive. I am fruitful. Fruitful at work. Fruitful in my body. Fruitful in health. When you start saying that, the all of heaven is stirred, and demons are running away. You are constructing something in the spirit that will soon land on you. Hallelujah. So, there is a prayer time. There should always be a talking time also. I've I, I, I said it for you. You can start with five minutes. Create a time. Then begin to expand it. After a while, do it morning and evening. If you're at work, check out from your table for just ten minutes. And go and talk. See, this thing in you, this Indian man, needs words from your mouth. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, the atmosphere around you is conditioned to carry out the will of God. And demons can't interfere. You know the interesting thing? When I get to watch some Yoruba films, I learn a lot. Whether Yoruba, 
Igbo or anywhere, the native doctors wake up in the morning, they start talking. And they begin to say that you are the son of so so so. They they praise themselves. You know, you see it if you are very familiar with your same thing in other tribe. They talk to the air, they talk to the atmosphere. What is happening they are setting the day. A Christian wakes up, he's just you <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the sleeping. And the angels are warning that, oh, you've not given us orders. Ordering angels does not mean saying that, go and bring me 10 million. No. As to begin to speak, those, the Bible says they excel in strength. Hearing the voice of his word. The word of God in your mouth energizes the angel. Angels around you. It gives them life. It gives them strength. It activates them. Hallelujah. You are driving, but you are speaking. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> this is important. Uh, when we're coming from the meeting at Biokuta, the devil likes to give you because of the amazing things that happened. Many of you have seen the pictures. I mean, it's, it was a kind of meeting in the city. By the time pastors from other churches are telling you that this is unusual. And only God could have done that. We gave him prayer. I mean, it was awesome. I, I told you, I mean, we, we are saying that if you are going to have it next year, that we don't know where to use because we've used the largest, uh, the, the all that, the largest, that second largest, the largest or the people, because of the extra seven churches we put outside, if we had the number of the largest, already bigger than the largest, also, we don't know where to use again. Afternoon session where there was no space. That was my first time. I was in the afternoon session. And then, so people didn't leave till evening session time, so nobody wanted to lose his seats. And after those chairs, we rented till they told us that no more chairs. So, Pastor Yegu that was coordinating, had to come and sit down. He said, look, when people were shouting, we are standing, just said, look, I've tried. <laughs> then he came to sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when we're coming, where's Brandon, your last coming? He was in the car. And it was Damala that was driving. You know, the way the, the, all of a sudden, we just heard a sound behind us. Me, Damala, Damala was driving, I was, by his time, Brandy was at the back. It's one, one car. I'm last year, I'd been looking at the guy from the mirror. It was, I mean, it was abnormal. I believe a demon just carried the guy. Because it was abnormal what he was doing. Speed, and all, the, all of a sudden, we just heard the, the brakes screeching. And, so he was wondering whether he should just move up or. And the next thing we saw the car on the side, on the ground, gliding like that on the side, and went off the road. I felt for the man, I prayed for him. But we moved a bit. We don't share testimony to make others look like. But you know what? I knew in my spirit that the car, I told Brandy, I said that car was coming to eat us. An angel just took care of him. The speed he was coming with, and you know when I drive, we drive with speed, was abnormal. And what he was trying to do, he was heading straight to come and hit us. Something happened, the car turned and went up the road. If God, I told that if God were to open you, I did what we see, an angel just moved from the front to the back and just Push the car off. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Atmosphere around you. Praise God. But the angels will maintain peace around you. And control things. We will never rejoice in the death of anybody. Thank God they didn't help him push the car back and they came out there. So we don't, um, God forbid, that we start glorying in somebody dying on our behalf or anything. It is God's will that people be saved, not that they should die. Amen. If you are praying that your boss should die, remember, you become boss one day or so. <laughs> Somebody should pray that you too fall down and die. <laughs> Amen. And your relatives who are not born again, who are also making life difficult for other people. 
and you don't want them to. You want them to come to the knowledge of truth. Are you somebody with me? Are you are you are you with me? All the four will lead to the fifth one. So I said the fourth one, right? That practice speaking session. And if they will lead to the fifth one. The fifth one, when you do all this for we evolve by itself. And that is saying the invisible. Naturally, to follow those four steps. When you get to the fourth one, what will start happening is that you start looking at the things that are not seen. And you start looking away from the things that are seen. Take for instance, somebody is so broke, he has nothing. As he begins to have the knowledge of the world, what the Bible says about wealth, and he moves to the next step, he begins to meditate on what the Bible says about wealth. And then he begins to pray in tongues. And then he begins to speak. Practicing speaking God's word every now and then. Speaking about prosperity. Inside his heart, he will see a picture of health, wealth clearly. He won't see the fact that he has 2,000 in his account anymore. All of a sudden, your account physically reads 2,000, but what you can see is over 2, you'll see 2 billion. Others around you will understand. It is what some people have tried to copy that somebody is not feeling fine. He's now trying to say that, you know, I know I'm well. Yeah, it's a starting point. But you see, when you see it, even though it's not showing physically, nobody can convince you otherwise. Hallelujah. Is the rugged car you are driving, but you have seen that the Bible says that your choices valley shall be filled with chariots. The meaning of that is that your land, that means number one, you have a property. And number two, outside your house, plenty cars. Because we don't drive chariots again, we drive cars. When you meditate on those who don't say chariots, say cars. When you read in the Bible that the gold of office shall be given to you, say the pounds and the naira. Because you don't spend gold again. Are you following me? This is, this is, the, that, that's, that's the Bible. When Jesus rode on donkey, if it were to be now, he would use a car. So you can't claim donkey again. <laughs> My donkeys are here. For what? Especially <laughs> in Lagos. <laughs> Maybe your hometown, we can walk. You ride a donkey and they treat you like a king. But in, in Lagos, are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. It was written with the language that obtained then. But the word of God is eternally true. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This will give you a picture. Oh, it's beautiful to see what others are not seeing. Somebody's coming out of a room apartment. He's singing and rejoicing. They can't see what he's seeing. But he's seeing an estate. When he comes out of that room, he sees himself coming out of an estate. Not a room. At that point, the miracle is inevitable. Something... An instruction follows something simple. A direction follows something simple. Here's one day. Take a little step. God tells you to do something that is insignificant. But the thing bats a tremendous result. Because the result has been acquired in the spirit realm already. Are you with me? This is how... See, all this, all I've shared with you is what makes not understand is why people prolong prayer over something and they are wondering, is it God who doesn't want to answer... It's because they are not following the right order. Before Elijah called down fire, he set the twelve stones in order, according to the tribe of Israel, where the word of God. Don't call down fire until the stones are set. Hallelujah. The prophets of Baal never bothered to do that. They called on Baal and started cutting themselves with sword. You see, I believe, normally, it's, it's very difficult for a magician to bring down fire. 
Baal should have answered them, but God told Baal that if they born you will say something. When they wanted to call, because when Elijah proposed the, the, the deal, that you will call upon the name of your God, I will call upon the God that answered by fire. If they didn't think they could do it, they wouldn't consent to the deal. They said yes, no problem, because severally they brought down fire. Because evil spirits too can do, can do stunts. So Baal had been answering them. If you, a prophet of Baal can see you and prophesy, that's how I've always told you that somebody is prophesying to you and saying some accurate thing does not make it God. Native daughter can, can tell you things about yourself. Witches can tell you things about yourself. They can see beyond what you are saying. Amen. Those who gaze at stars can tell you things about yourself. There are many of them in America, but they can tell you things straight away. If you see a first hand witch, that is a witch. Not the one they are calling witch. The one that is a witch. Can, can know things supernaturally. They know things. They fly the spirit. They know things about people. When they are looking at it, they are seeing what you are not seeing. How somebody is not afraid now? <laughs> Usually they will see old women. They start suspecting them. Usually those who live in village. I think we have one retreat or something like that in the village. And some people could not see because of some old women there. I slept. I snored. Nonsense. So, okay. Does your sitting down now we checkmate them? <laughs> that your eyes are open does not make the devil afraid. I told you, I don't mean that he can't sleep in the dark. So you think the bulb is keeping demons away. <laughs> so you put on lights because you are the light. <laughs> Some put their Bible under their pillow. When the demon comes, his Bible they will remove first. <laughs> Even by the reason the person. <laughs> because that, the Bible is a book. It is when you look at it and you study that it becomes the living word. So if I put my Bible down and I stand on it, it's now I'm just being careless with paper. That's all. So when you put it, some people open it to Sam. I grew up in Selene, they taught us that you open it to Sam and put it under your pillow. So I started thinking that, so, so what happened? So Satan will come and as it's coming, he sees Sam. Hey, 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 They call Sam is ready. <laughs> oh boy, he will remove the Sam. I give Then I mean, they open Sam for. If the devil quoted scripture to Jesus, he quoted, so you think you'll be afraid of you opening it. But when the word gets to your mouth, that is where the power is. And this is your, when you study the word, should be, you should target speaking the word. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Is someone blessed tonight? We just started the journey. This is how to grow spiritually. Follow this. This is one message that when the service ends, you should get. Download it. Our messages are free. You need to get it. Either you buy the CD, or sorry, either you get the CD, it's not buying, it's free. Or you download it yourself when you get home. But listen to this again. I want to see all of you grow spiritually. I don't want to see babies in our mess, those who are just joining us. I don't want to see people being tossed to and fro by winds of doctrine. I don't want to see life beating on people. No. Hallelujah. If you are this spiritually, you command things and they will happen. Godliness is profitable in everything. It's profitable also, it's profitable financially. It helps in every way. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one thing, and I'll close with this. If you are truly spiritual, not pseudo-spirituality, truly spiritual, as a young man or a young woman, you know God, you know the Word of God, the anointing is really your life. Relationship will not be your problem. If you're a guy, every lady wants to date you. And if you're a lady, the anointing attracts. It is true. I've said it before. You know, that's why the Bible says that godliness is profitable in everything. In everything. When I was in UI, the liberal, I used to do something. We'll go to number one in 100 level. I vowed that I will not enter any female hostel. 
What people don't know is that the one who runs around after everybody, like Apostle Samuel said in Abilita, when you veil yourself, make yourself scarce, and people will treasure you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.